0: This is (laughs) CliffCentral.com. Future CEOs on CliffCentral.com. Welcome to Future CEOs. My name is Gareth Armstrong. It's good to be with you here on CliffCentral.com. What do we do here on the show? Well, we bring the best and brightest into studio so that we can learn from them, and I'm really excited to have Wayne, you in studio here today. It's it's good to have you. Um, welcome to Cliff Central, and welcome to the Future CEO Show.
1: Hi. Hi, Gareth. Um,
0: thank you for having me on the show. Now, you're in a very, very interesting space. Um, I think I'm going to say marred by words like innovation and and AI and blockchain. I, and I use the word marred specifically because uh, th- these words have some real value. But then also because of people trying to take advantage of some of these things, they can also be confusing and frustrating to many.
1: Yes, yeah, so I think uh, a lot of these buzzwords are you know go around and everyone rides on the buzzwords and they come and go through phases and uh, yeah, a lot of what we do is par- um, fills the gap in a lot of in, the, in a lot of those words and and stuff you mentioned previously, but for us really we 're looking at solving business problems and solving um, or building businesses with technology and I think that's the basis of what we do and the, the stuff that we're working on currently.
0: Take 30 seconds and quickly introduce
1: yourself and your business to our future CEOs community please. So my name is Wayne and I'm the CEO of Blackbeard Technology and we're a business uh, technology business with development um, at our core and we look at how do we innovate and solve business problems um, through technology so in saying that we'd look at you know where the where the gaps are in the business where we can be more efficient how we can unlock opportunity um how do we future future proof businesses for the, for for the coming years in terms of the changes and the rapid um change in in the in the market actually out
0: there Future proofing, that, that's quite a, a, a tall order, especially because things are moving so quickly. What are you experiencing out there in the market, especially as, I mean, you've got some big clients to, uh, to, in your, in your, your hat, some, some nice feathers there. But what are you experiencing this idea around this idea of future proofing? I don't think you can.
1: Yeah. No, <laughs> I think if we, we look at like a couple of years back, how oh, some businesses that haven't even been thought of that are, are currently, you know, some of the top leading companies in South Africa and, and globally. Um, when it comes to future proofing, I think at the moment it's, it's, it's challenging out there. I think a lot of big corporations are, um, they're unsure of where the, where the future lies and mm-hmm. how they, how they're going to be, how they're going to innovate. And also the biggest thing is how structured they are, aren't in terms of, um, how fast they can adapt to change. So agility is quite keen in, in that space. So, um, it's, it's really exciting for us because I think it's, all, it's not all doom and gloom out there. I think mm. we, we're literally going in there, we're looking at the problems, and we're turning them into solutions. And it's, it's a really cool space and exciting space to be in. Yeah, well, I think what, what
0: you haven't mentioned and what I will now mention is a little bit of bragging on your part, which is you've been around for a short period of time, but you already have inter- international operations. Is that correct?
1: Yeah. Uh, so we obviously in Dublin have expanded into the European. We've got um, – a European client, our largest client, and also they're expanding throughout the globe. So keeping up with their demands and needs and scale. And I think with technology, you know, you don't have to be just in South Africa to service international um, portfolios. Mm. Um, it's just an office really. And the interesting thing is we're a small company, but we set out with such big aspirations in, in, it's our, our thinking has to changed a lot of that so yes, a company built and born in South Africa, but you know a global positioning and a global business in our minds, and that 's kind of where we 're going for
0: when you started and if we if we slow down we kind of go roll back time a little bit and we we look at the origins of your business uh, first i 'm very interested in the name blackbeard <laughs> what, what, what that is um, but but when we look at the business and we and I consider how many businesses, uh, especially today, are sometimes built with the idea of scaling and exiting in mind. What what was what's your origin story?
1: So I think you know I took some time out and looked at the market and looked at kind of where the changes were and challenges were in South Africa and globally, and came kind of through that a lot of their research and thinking and building that um, that kind of positioning up. I came to understanding that. Um, there's very few businesses or technology companies out there that can deliver quality work and on time. And mm. I suppose in the in the technical space it's very challenging. It's not as an architecture would build a building and if one bricks out the building or tumble in, whereas mm. technology we we venture into spaces where we don't know in the unknown um, when it comes to innovation. So it's how do you how do you Build and streamline your processes in order to to work in that direction, and also manage expectations and make sure everyone's on the same page that you're innovating and continuously changing.
0: So, so your background is in this. I mean, yeah, uh, you've got you've got the lingo. I can hear that that you've probably got quite a lot of experience. And so, just 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 tell us a little bit about your background, and then then how did the how did your own business emerge out of that?
1: So, uh, an interesting story. I started off in in Actually, as a graphic designer from drawing to, okay. st- to actually visual arts drawing to graphic design. Um, and then went through to multimedia and then, and then shifted again into project management and mm. then project management more into the business. So, so it's quite interesting looking back how what you set out in the direction you and how many times you can shift and still. Um, land up in the position where you are but Mm. you know always wanted to run a business manage a business and and make change there and
0: why 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 is that Uh, so you're saying you always wanted to why Uh,
1: just the need that I've always had it's an an itch that always needed to be scratched from my side okay um and, and finally i going back to, she's in my teens, I would have actually met with a very successful businessman and I said, well, I want to go into business. I want to run business. And he was like, do what you're good at and that'll come in the future and mm. followed that advice and went into graphic design and went through that journey and then into digital marketing and now really strong into the technology space. So. Yeah, exciting journey.
0: Mm. So, so you, you're looking around and you're seeing that there are a couple of problems that exist, especially in the this, in this space that you're existing. At what point did you say, okay, now I'm going to start Blackbeard?
1: So, so I think uh, it, it organically kind of came to be, and, okay. and I think a, a lot of what we do and what I do is, that you know, naturally as things progress, it goes at the right pace and in the right um, rhythm that it needs to go. So,
0: Is part of the organic journey you were fired and suddenly you decided that you needed to <laughs> <laughs> start your own business, or was it just uh, you deciding now it's time?
1: Uh, yeah, just I think deciding is now time. It felt like it was the right time, um, the right time for me, the right time in the market mm. for what we're doing. Um and then again, it's it's it's, it's challenging. It has a challenge. We we have to innovate and change and relook at our model all the time. Even in a short space of one year, we kind of reshifting. Um, we 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 failing. We learning. We changing. We optimizing. We a lot of the failures are great lessons that we apply. Um, so yeah, it's, it's 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 a lot of adap- adapting and changing quite quickly on our side too.
0: Well, what's the do- so when people potentially when people hear. Tech and AI and innovation and blockchain—they they can see a whole bunch of people that are so-called thought leaders in this area. Um, what's the difference between you and—and and I won't mention any names—and I, I must admit that I'm fairly critical of these individuals who think that uh, who say that they know a lot but don't put too much skin in the game. You you're kind of in the game. Just what's the difference between you and a thought leader who says that they know about these things?
1: I, I think you know, I'll go back to the beginning with the. And you know, standing up and presenting on the topics and that is all it's all great. But I th- what we we actually doing is the nuts and the bolts and actually doing the work of mm. of putting this together and putting the packaging these solutions together. So predominantly we get we at the moment, so many people are pitching ideas to us, and on a daily basis, we can be in different kind of sessions where people have got ideas and looking at us to to help them build these ideas. So there's there's not a, there's a lot of ideas out there in South Africa and globally. There's a lot of money and capital looking for a home in terms of funding these ideas, um, where the trend is going of incubating startups. But we, I found there's just very few companies that can build these solutions and actually make them come to life. Mm. And that's that's kind of interesting space where where we're playing and. Um, and again, how do we, how do we approach that? So instead of, you know, building a Ferrari and we're putting out a Ferrari in market in terms of what the, what the, what the vision is, we start off with a bicycle. Then we obviously look at, um, a motorbike and then a car and we, we build it as phases and look at like a proof of concept first. How do we quickly get that out? Mm. How do we test and trial that? Um, get user and customer feedback to see what's working and not working, tweak and change again. And it kind of breaks it up, takes the pressure off, but also, um, as again, with this, the energy of how it needs to evolve at this right stage in terms of a business or a startup.
0: Mm. Well, let's look at your business through those lenses as well. So what is, what's so interesting is you, you've got two years under your belt. You've got an international uh, presence now. So I, I'd like us to look at each phase of, of your business as it currently stands. I mean, it's more or less still a startup, I'm sure, in many, many ways. Uh, let's talk about the first six months. What was that experience?
1: Very blurry. <laughs> I can, yeah i can imagine i can imagine yeah. um sure uh it's just doing everything managing everything putting it all together uh, i think looking back the the kind of highlights lowlights the, the biggest challenge was finding the right skills um in the people that we needed to put together mm. um and it's not just kind of the skills as well it's the culturally aligned individuals people with the same mindset and it's very difficult to find like certain kind of talent in, and especially in tech space. It's you know, a, a skill shortage in South Africa globally. Um, so that was the biggest challenge in how do we scale up and. How do we build a team as quick as the clients, and the demand is coming on from, from the requirements that they needed and wanted to put together?
0: I, I want to stop at this, at this particular juncture because what we often hear is stories of, of very, a very difficult, slow, laborious process uh, of gaining clients, uh, going out pitching multiple times. But it sounds a little bit different in your situation where I mean you even said people are coming to pitch ideas to you. Clear the waters for us here. Um, are you inundated with business? I mean, you, you don't have enough capacity to service all that's coming at you. Is that what you're saying?
1: Yeah, I know. I mean, it's it's not we're not we're not sitting back and waiting for that business to come to us. Mm. We we we're out there. We are trying to look for where the where the challenges are and then unlock the opportunities, as I say. So, so what,
0: what's a typical conversation uh, or a, a typical way that you will? What's your business development cycle?
1: Yeah, exactly. Or kind of, what are your challenges in your business? And like, I want to understand that. And where where do you? Feel like you are losing revenue and um what is what are your customers saying and do you really know what your customers are saying and can we help you assist in that and uh, how do we automate this or you know where you currently are do you see um do you see your business like not succeeding in the future with the kind of smart innovative innovative um, solutions and technology out there uh,
0: i'm I, so the what, what's so interesting and what again fascinates me i guess is is the process that you are using to develop business so is this like a word of mouth referral thing because you guys have done such good work before and people just talk about you or I mean how did that begin I, I'm, I'm, I'm still not seeing it but I'm interested
1: so, so as an entrepreneur you're kind of you're living the business when I have this thing when your eyes are open you, you, you're working because mm. that's just the reality of it is. and as you're going along your daily um, kind of schedule and speaking to people and weekends you kind of having this in conversation and one leads to another and to next so definitely a word of mouth and then um clients like referring and just yeah the, the opportunity is unlocking naturally um but again we we go out there and we we speak to the to the individuals we we kind of look for where gaps are um and and propose solutions for these
0: okay let's let's jump back let's sort of look at it from a from a little bit of a different perspective i want to stop i want to talk about the name blackbeard <laughs> where did that come from
1: <laughs> <laughs> so i think i think kind of being adventurous and out in sea and um, being oh, okay. pirates and oh, okay. mysterious um in rough waters the economy today so uh, like you, yeah, where the global economy is today um, but always like having an eye for the gold or the treasure and going out and finding it. And okay. like, yeah, so I think that's that's kind of where the starting of for us was.
0: Okay. I mean, there's a real good, good analogy within all of that, and that really describes your business. How often do you get that question, by the way?
1: Uh, yeah, so either the other question of how did it, what is the, where did the name come from or a really cool name? So, yeah, okay. yeah. so again, like branding is quite key, I suppose, and in, in critical into, into a business's uh, positioning.
0: So let's talk a little bit about you and, and the entrepreneur that you are. So there are different types of individuals and different types of entrepreneurs uh, that really are relevant to different, parts of a business's growth and development are you a starter are you a finisher are you a scale guy Uh, have you figured that out yet where do you feel like you fit
1: um it's a good question uh i I suppose i haven't figured it out yet Mm. um the starting part is, is what excites me i think i look at kind of um where where we can solve the problem as i said so for example how do we bridge the gap between the 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 deep technology and people's or individual businesses understanding um and kind of make that close that gap in so people can understand what's happening and how it all works and comes together um and then again just starting a business an opportunity um creating uh, roles and employment and upskilling individuals um yeah, it's when you get into that rhythm. It's just it's a drug that you just can't get rid of. Eh? Yeah,
0: I, I, just uh, let's go into your background a little bit. Did you grow up with a family that were entrepreneurial? Uh, where did you pick up um, the inclination that you have?
1: Sure. Um, so, yeah, not, not not as such. I think it's just even when I was younger, challenging my parents again all the, all the time about, you know, I'm going to run a business and this is what I'm going to do and they were like, but you're so young and how do you know how to do that? And mm. uh, like, you know, I had strong views and opinions on that. Um, I think skills picked up from definitely family, mother strong in sales, a okay. people's person, okay. my, my father an academic and Kind of, uh, you're real focused in the, the academic side of things. So, and I think that's what everything we do and I do is we pick up different pieces from everywhere and what we watch, what's happening around us, and like, use those as tools in terms of how. You, you know that makes sense to you and what you can apply at any day or any stage you,
0: you strike me as someone that that's quite intelligent uh in certainly in touch with who you are. how important is that for you this idea of self awareness and self knowledge and and have you been able to install that in your team so
1: yeah that's 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 quite important i think to you know, there's, there's so many, so many people wear these masks in, on, in when they go out in the day. And I think for us, it's just keeping it real, being nice people and doing good work. Um, and a lot of that actually is where the opportunity comes from is just being genuine and being honest and mm. saying, you know, actually we totally disagree about that. And it's not about because you want the business or you need business or want to hold on to it. It's really. Um, saying it how it is and, and, you know, being open and honest and saying, you know, this is where our gaps are and where we lack skills and what we're looking for. And even if we lack, this is the process on how we're developing those and building that. And I think uh, just that human element and people in today's day and age appreciate that. And when when you have that approach, it's it's, it's critical, I think.
0: Well, can can you give us some uh, feedback 101 skills here? So what is a way that you... Deliver that, ki- the kind of truth that you're saying is giving you an, a competitive edge. Because you can't always just say it like it is. I mean, there's a way to deliver something, isn't there?
1: Yeah, correct. I mean, you, you, know, you have to have tact and, uh, you know, you respect. I think if you build it on everything on respect, you know, you have to respect the individual, the situation and where you are. Um, and then be able to in that secure safe environment is give your view and opinion and also listen to what, to what others are saying and where their change are that that's where the opportunity comes for um forth and then you know for in, in our team making sure that's part of our culture as a business uh and we, we you know no one has fear to say or feel what they want and how how they um, are experiencing their role and their day and, and all, all these in our business and it's mm-hmm. a it's quite a unique model, and uh, you know, I say to the staff, you know, you shouldn't feel that any morning you wake up and you have to go to work. And if you're in that space, you're already doing the wrong thing. So nice. let's change that.
0: Well, as a as an entrepreneur, in in the, certainly in the life of this particular business, if you look back and you reflect on some of the mistakes, the early mistakes, whether it was naive or just just foolishness that uh, that they came as a result of what what were one or two of those mistakes and and just describe it to us share a story or two and then i've got a couple of questions based on whatever you share
1: sure um so i think sometimes um too much change um can have its toll on individuals so when you you're kind of adapting and you're building building um so quickly You know, you you have to take people with you on that journey, and staff, and and kind of anyone who's like with the business or or seeing where things are going, Mm. um, because we're moving at such a rate, you know. So it's 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 critical to understand that everyone's on the same boat or moving at the same pace, and um, yeah, and yeah. So I think that's one of the most one of the critical things I've learned is.
0: So, so that's what you learned. You must have a story that describes, or or you you learned that from something. Could you have a story for us?
1: So. It's quite funny. So, like, I kept saying to everyone, well, we need to define our culture and, like, who we are as a Mm. company and what do we stand for. And then, like, only a couple of months back, realized, well, I'm saying that in the three, four four months of being in business. And Mm. how do you actually get that kind of out already? Yeah. It's just the thinking was so, so further ahead of where the company started out. And I suppose, yeah, that, that kind of probably led us to where we are. But sometimes, as I say, you need to just relax and see where, where things are actually at that stage.
0: I, I, what's so remarkable about what you're sharing of course is the fact that you've experienced the kind of growth that you have Uh, often some businesses are trying to achieve that kind of growth over a 10 year period You're, you're doing this um, in a very short period of time, uh, what have you learned, uh, other lessons that you've learned about growth? So I think what what I've heard you say, one of the lessons is that sometimes the business can grow beyond or quicker than your staff are able to change. I think I've heard you say that. Yeah. What are a couple of other lessons that you've learned As a result, or being in the crucible that is really, really quick growth.
1: So, so I think in 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 a business in its early stage, it's almost it's a lifeline. It's a living organism, and you, you know, it's a fine line in terms of where the business is moving in the direction, and um, you know, it's managing many components within that ecosystem, and from operational to finances to. Um, and, and, there's lots of pieces that, uh, that entrepreneurs and, and people that are starting up businesses don't know and they don't realize or would never have seen before until they do that. And, um, there's, there's, there's secrets and tricks on how people can put that together and, mm-hmm. and work that out. Uh, um, example is, you know, when you start a business, like part of, part of your revenue and profit has got to go to tax. So how do you start putting that aside and putting that away so that, mm. um, you're not utilizing funds that are, that aren't available to you because that needs to be put aside. Um, it's, it's just small pieces and nuances, as such, that that help one on a journey.
0: How did you How did you help yourself with this kind of thing? Because, of course, uh, I'll I'll share it this way. I was with the head of. a a growing part of a large major bank a few years ago and he described it as a a crisis of confidence which is not that he didn't know how to do his job but rather that he found a piece of of uh, some new territory where he just didn't quite have the confidence necessary to move with a, a certain kind of sure surety or or confidence into that area how have you dealt with these points of lack of confidence um, or, and or where did you learn these secrets that you're describing?
1: So, so I think a lot, uh, you know, you, you learn lessons as you fail and you make those kind of, you know, bad or right decisions and you learn from them is mm. one. Um, and the other is watching things around you and watching companies and individuals and, and where you've worked uh, and, and past experience that that kind of makes up this, kind of builds that picture um, for, for us to make decisions on a daily basis. Um, consulting to to businesses prior to to Blackbeard as well, mm. um, seeing where their challenges were and like kind of how, how that fitted together. Um, so you know, it's looking at the pain points, and that's why I say like looking at the negative side, but you know, turning it into a positive and understanding and and, and using using that uh, information.
0: There, there's an interesting, and I picked up on something that you said there. There's an interesting quote which goes: "There are many eyes that look, but only few that see." Yeah. and so i 'm interested in understanding how you view the world, so when you 're looking at something, how are you actually viewing it? What, what are the, some of the questions that you 're asking in the background that are potentially different to the questions that the rest of us ask, Certainly probably me. Uh, I don't, maybe i 'm not asking the right questions and you 're seeing something different, but that 's because you 're asking the right questions. What are the top three questions you 'd be asking in any typical situation
1: So, um, so, so where are the blockages? Um, what are your challenges? Um, and how, what, what are the, what are the, what are the opportunities that could, could alleviate those? Um, and sometimes it becomes an obsession in terms of certain things and the way they work and mm. how, how you want to, um, how your experience in terms of how those need to be resolved. Um, and there are many examples of that in terms of, as, as an individual or a, a customer and, you know, the way the customer's experience is and, and how we can, can better that and enhance that.
0: Well, I mean, what, I, what I've heard from you throughout the conversation and we are now almost running out of time. I told you off air that it was going to move very quickly <laughs> and I think it has. Uh, but what I've heard you say, whether out loud or, or not, because I've been watching your body language and everything as well very carefully, is is that you need to find solutions. And so I, I've seen how you've set up at certain moments in this interview to speak about certain things and what it, what it appears to be Um, Or what's coming across quite, uh, and it's quite apparent, is that you're a problem solver. And you like problem solving you 're a puzzle a puzzle guy i don 't I don't know what you do in your spare time <laughs> and as hobbies, but but you 're a problem solver yes
1: yeah I think i think yeah definitely problem solver and then committing to delivery on ever, whatever solution we 're looking at um, providing okay so
0: it 's problem solving plus a commitment to delivery and you did say this right in the beginning yeah. of the conversation, which was delivery on time Yeah. and uh, probably Uh, There's a number of other things that we can bolt on there, but problem-solving, delivering on time. If those are the two lessons that I've taken from you today, this has been a really good conversation. Um, I want to ask one –
1: yes. And and also just to add on that is problem-solving, delivering on time in a not-so-perfect world. Okay. Which has a different complexity altogether. But it does
0: have a very interesting yeah. complexity. Um, just by the way, on the idea of complexity and, and something being complicated or difficult, uh, I was sitting with a uh, quite a highly regarded, well known um, individual the other day. I won't embarrass them and probably hash the, the me quoting them. So then they don't want me to uh, let everyone know who it was. But he was just talking about the difference between com- complexity and something that's complicated, and he said a complex environment, and I think this is the environment that you're working in, uh, must be looked at. And stealing a word that you used earlier, it must be looked at as an ecosystem yep. rather than uh, a map that you can decipher um, something that is is um, fairly Lin- flat and, and yeah. linear. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So rather look at something as an ecosystem. I think. I think. Today what I've learned from you um, in, in your rise from small startup to international business is that you're doing that. You're, exactly, you're, you're able to find opportunities in an ecosystem. Uh, why? Because you're asking the right questions, how to solve problems, but then you, uh, part of what really is a business is not just solving problems but delivering on time. Wayne, thank you for a really good conversation. Uh, so uh, we've run out of time. Amazing. And thank you, Gareth, for having me on the show. I do want to ask you one last question, and maybe you can summarize in, in one line and, ta- and take us home with this. So, and we ask this to every one of our guests that come into the studio. If you could go back in time and talk to the young future CEO you, the 20-year-old you, yeah. what would you say to yourself?
1: Have fun. Don't take things too seriously. Um, and, yeah, scratch the itch that you have. Follow your passion, yeah.
0: Okay, scratch your scratch your itch, have fun. And I want to also add one thing that you said earlier. Be a nice guy. You're a really nice guy. You've, it's been a pleasure being with you t- here today, Wayne. Thank you again. Thank you so much. All right, we'll be back with you after this break. And we're going to be talking coding and and how here certainly in Africa there's this opportunity to to skip a number of steps and join all of those who are on this, this this technological rise and on a wave that is perhaps not even close to cresting yet and so that really what that tells us is there's opportunity we're going to be talking coding after this break future ceos on cliffcentral.com this is cliffcentral.com